Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The debt ceiling fight is heating up in our nation's capital. Republicans blame the Democrats. The Democrats blame the Republicans. Everybody's screaming, the sky is falling, the cliff is coming. But is it really? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, there is a lot of shouting, a lot of hand-wringing when it comes to the debt ceiling. So many are going back and forth, talking about this in a way that is just cataclysmic. I've seen this movie before. We've all experienced this movie before. And it is not quite what it seems. If you just read the headlines, uh, you would read things like, no one would be spared. That's one thing coming out of a committee for a responsible federal budget. Uh, You had uh, some of the Treasury folks saying it would be absolutely devastating that uh, failure to to raise the debt ceiling would halt payments to millions of Americans, you know, relying on that for their paychecks, Medicare, Medicaid, military salaries. Uh, Folks, we've been down this path before, and we have to recognize that all of this is a false choice. This is a fake fight. Both sides have done it. You can go back and forth between Republicans and Democrats on the debt ceiling The most important thing we have to think about with the debt ceiling is the U.S. is going to pay its debts. Always have, always will. That's not the issue. The question is, if we are going to raise the debt ceiling, are we not going to change the way we're spending? Or are we just going to do, some are saying, hey, let's just get rid of the debt ceiling and just have a uh, spending Mardi Gras. Uh, Again, if Just think of it this way. If you are a bank and you have someone who has maxed out their credit card and you want to keep them as a customer, you want to keep them happy, you want to keep them moving forward, do you just give them an unlimited, no cap, no spending limit, no raising anything? No, you demand some reform. You make them come up with a plan. You have to change the behavior. And that's just not happening in our nation's capital. We just raise it, it's and then we just spend up to it. Then we have this debate again of if we don't pass this, it's going to cause an economic collapse. No one will be spared. The sky will fall. We'll go over the cliff. The world will be damaged forever. Uh, and it's just not true. 
so let's listen in to some of the uh, ranting and raging that's going on in our nation's capital. Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, talking about the dangers of Republicans not agreeing to raise the debt limit. Are we hostage to Republicans who are threatening to blow up a part of the economic system because they want to do that for politics? That's just not where we should be as a nation. This is not going to blow up any part of the economic system. This has been done before. The other thing we have to remember, folks, is that there is money coming in. Uh, And actually, uh, the Eternal Revenue Service actually receives a big chunk of money in the fall. So there is going to be money that comes in, and that money will service the debt. Even if the government shut down, even if the debt ceiling was not raised, the world would not end. It just would not end because people are going to continue to pay their taxes. Corporations especially pay their taxes in the fall. That money will come in. Some will go to the debt. Then it will go to places like the military, and it will go to families in need, and it will go through all of those things, and there will be enough. And Congress will eventually get things sorted out, and they'll move it forward. Um, Elizabeth Warren went on to talk about some of the economic consequences of not raising the debt ceiling. I don't think there's a single American who hasn't heard the word supply chain sometime in the past few weeks about why something wasn't available or why the cost of something had gone up dramatically. And so when we're talking about the fact that right now in Congress, you have a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill sitting there. You have a $3.5 trillion reconciliation packing package sitting there. That's a lot of spending. Don't you think it would be worthwhile if you were button up against your debt ceiling, if you were butting up against your cap on your credit card? Wouldn't you want to prioritize a little bit and say, hey, maybe we ought to focus here first. We can we can do the other spending later. Uh, Senate Majority Chuck Schumer uh, told reporters yesterday that the debt is Trump's debt, not Democratic debt. Speaker Pelosi and I have laid out a path to responsibly pass a continuing resolution to keep the government open and suspend the debt until December of 2022. That is commensurate with the time needed to cover the bipartisan $908 billion emergency COVID relief bill that was supported by 40 Republicans and McConnell. It was passed when President Trump, when Trump was president, when McConnell was leader, with Democratic support. So this debt that we are asking to be spent is all Trump debt, which we we supported the spending. But it is Trump debt, not Democratic debt. But Republicans seem intent on driving our country down a dangerous road that leads off a fiscal cliff. Not to be outdone, of course. Mitch McConnell from the Republican side, uh, when asked about uh, the debt ceiling, said this. So you are expecting then to raise the debt ceiling once again? Of course. We, yeah. will never, we will never have America default. Well, we raise the debt ceiling because America can't default. I mean, that would be a disaster. And he's right. And Senator Schumer is right, too. This is not Democratic debt. This is not. But he's also wrong in that this is not just Republican debt, or as he tried to put it, Trump debt. Uh, that's not reality either. And so when you hear all of these phrases, this is what I want everybody to be thinking about uh, this week, is that um, that the, the messages that we're hearing, that you're going to hear over the coming week, 
about catastrophe and defaulting on our debt payment and causing an economic hole uh, to take place or a catastrophe, calamity, pick your word. That's not what is going to happen. They're negotiating. They're bantering back and forth. They're raising a lot of money politically on this. And they're trying to transfer responsibility and the anger of the American people over the fact that we are $28 trillion in debt onto one party or the other. They're all wrong. They're all wet. And until as citizens and as voters, we say enough of that. We're tired of these fake fights and false choice. We're going to continue to have this movie. And we're going to continue to have people on both sides of the political aisle point fingers and place blame all the while. They're spending your money. And I think Senator Ben Sass was right on this. Uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez's address shouldn't have said tax the rich. It should have said tax the young because it's our children and grandchildren who are going to have to clean up this mess. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.